Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Yeah, it's, it's great that you're standing beside Michael Jordan, and that's a legendary picture, but you uh, are a spitting image of... An early Tom Cruise in this picture. <laughs> like a risky business era Tom Cruise. Help me, Tom Cruise! Tom Cruise used a witchcraft on me to get the fire off me! Get ready for the fastest two hours on radio. I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! We plan to communicate this proactively in a culturally competent manner. Time to play the game! See, I told you this in the past, Bo Thompson. A kitchen table dialogue. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. I've taught you everything you know, but I haven't taught you everything I know. Four years as NC Governor. It's good to be with you on the Bo Thompson Show. Oh, you take that cheap shot. Do you have a name that we can call Bill Graham before we leave? Yes, genius. (laughs) (laughs) WBT presents... Good morning, Pat. It is a beautiful day in Charlotte. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate your show. I've been listening to it since it started. It's the best decision WBT ever made. You are freaking hilarious. Culturally competent information through the lens of health equity. Driven by Felix Sabatis, Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte. I take two. Take two. <laughs> Dig it. Well, it's official. Our country is divided politically, socially, from a value standpoint. Our families are even fighting each other. And last night's Georgia elections just brought that division straight to our faces 50 50 division. And I've asked the question this morning while I'm laying in bed, recognizing the reality of the Georgia results. Why are we divided? What are the political dynamics that are dividing this country and our families and friends and neighbors? Let me briefly tell you my five dynamics. We're having a struggle between assimilation or the melting pot of America versus identity politics. That is one of our struggles right now. The great strength of America was the melting pot of America. All these cultures and languages coming together and yet now we're separating into tribal warfare through so many factors. What's the second major political dynamic that's been changing over the past decade? Capitalism versus socialism. Hey, this is not new to the world political stage over the last several centuries. It's been going on among many different countries, but we are having a major fight between socialism and capitalism. And what's ironic is the richest capitalists are supporting the socialist candidates. How's that for a unique dynamic? How about the third thing? The university elite versus the blue-collar worker. The university elite versus the blue-collar worker. You can see it in the rallies. The rallies by Trump 
in the rallies and protests on the university campuses were talking about two different cultures, two different beliefs, two different value systems. What's the next? Free speech versus the PC police. Facebook, Google, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News Network. We're all getting our little vacuum, our isolated vacuum of news. We're not hearing the total viewpoint whatsoever, and now we have censorship by all of them. Free speech versus the PC police. And the last thing I see in political dynamics, I could come up with five more, but the last thing I see is problem-solving dialogue versus political rhetoric. In fact, political record, rhetoric with additional little, little nip of violence. And right now as we end, I don't want to see violence. We can't have violence We've got to follow the Constitution because our Constitution makes sure we don't have violence. We'll talk more about the Georgia election, the dynamics of politics in America, and will we have a revolution? All on the Pat McCrory Show. Just your average Wednesday in January. That's it's pretty it deep. Is. Pretty deep today. I know. I'm Put on your thinking cap, Bo Thompson. I know you went to Davidson. You're part of that political elite. That's right. No, I'm just a good old boy, blue collar worker, no, trying to challenge you, Davidson elite. No stupid hat here. I got the thinking <sighs> cap on. Yeah. Eight thirteen on WBT. <laughs> Traffic time on this Wednesday morning, and much more about the day ahead. What's gonna happen? The governor's gonna tell you. I'm along for the ride. 822 on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the day after Election Day in January. That sounds that sounds weird to say, doesn't it? Well, right now you have uh, two Republican candidates for Senate, one uh, both incumbents who may be cleaning out their offices within the uh, next couple of weeks, although most likely there will be a recount in Georgia. But as I've learned in recounts, trash in, trash out. Votes in, votes out. Whatever's been put in will be the same thing that comes out. Um, Is this where you thought we'd be this morning? I, I knew it would be close. I, I knew the Republicans would uh, catch up also. I knew they'd catch up, take the lead. Very similar to the dynamics that occurred in North Carolina with me four years ago. Because in Georgia and in North Carolina, they first count the absentee votes. But just like in North Carolina and what happened in Georgia, there are some votes that seem to always be counted near the end. And I've never figured it out because that was true here in Charlotte when I was running for city council. For some reason, there were always two precincts in West Charlotte that were held until the end. And I never figured out why. And I always said, ah, it must be corruption. I don't know. I don't know. But for some reason in the urban areas, certain precincts, they get the votes in late. Now, some of that's due to volume. They're dealing with a lot more volume than the rural areas. But you see in Georgia, like in North Carolina, the incredible urban-rural divide. But the most important thing you see in these numbers that should concern Republicans, not only now but in the future, is the suburban vote toward the Democratic Party is changing dramatically in suburbs. Now, the Republicans are still winning the suburbs, 
But the fact of the matter is, the Democrats are gaining, and that's probably the soccer moms. The soccer moms are kind of leaning a little more towards socialism. When they hear that something is free, they go, huh, not a bad idea, free college education, not realizing they're going to pay for it. And frankly, the soccer moms are turned off. Some soccer moms are turned off by some of the rhetoric coming from the president. The rhetoric turns on the rural voter because he's saying things that they've always wanted to hear someone say. They feel misrepresented. They feel underrepresented. And they're willing to have this this guy, New York real estate developer, who became president of the United States, say things that with no filter whatsoever, and they go, it's about time. The dilemma is... The soccer mom wants a filter. (laughs) Well, and we may be about to see the most unfiltered version of Trump we've ever seen in a few hours. He has a speech at 11 a.m. in Washington to these supporters. What difference does it make? Well, I I was going to ask you. The the only difference does it make is will we have a peaceful transition? Will we have violence or not? Now, it's kind of ironic that you know, the headlines, you know, Republican Trump protesters being arrested. To my knowledge, they're not breaking windows. They're not attacking police, but the police are arresting them, where, ironically, during the Black Lives Matter riots, where Antifa and other radical left-wing bro- groups were destroying things and attacking our police, arrests weren't being made. Not, Not like they should have been made, but now... When the more right protest in downtown Washington, the mayor calls out the police and the guard. It's just how ironic that is. But I don't believe in violence. I'm against violence unless it's to defend yourself and your family. And I don't want violence. That's the strength of our Constitution. That's why we're still a brand-new country, but we're, only, we're still new. We've only been around really since 1787 in our new constitution. And the only violence we had was really internally was the Civil War, which was the worst violence one can imagine. Now, we've had violence. We haven't had violence since that. The only close resembled violence was 1968, 68, 69, when we had anti-war protests and civil rights protests, and we had a lot of violence in our urban centers. We've had some like that now, but nothing like 68. And uh, I don't want to see that now. So I think it is very important to leadership. But, you know, it's very discouraging for me as a Republican. I'm just, I'm stunned. I was expecting it, but I'm still stunned that we will be the minority party in the House, the Senate, and the White House. I'm, I'm stunned. You're stunned. Like I was four years ago when the executive branch went to Roy Cooper and his team. You said uh, you expected it to be close, but yes. did you expect the, the outcome to be what we see here? Yes. The two, the two Democrats both winning? I predicted. I didn't predict it on the radio, so, but uh, in my conversations with Patrick, mm-hmm. we were both coming to the conclusion, based upon data that we were seeing out of D.C., that the, the, the Republicans are in trouble. The, re, the polling was showing the Democrats winning a close race. The polling seems to be correct. And... 
it, it you know it's all by less than one percent. Something you know a, a good deal about. Yeah, your mine race. was point zero zero one percent of one percent, and that means the littlest of issues are swinging the several thousand votes that can determine election. In my case, you know whether it be I seventy seven or HB two or the Hollywood crowd. Speaking of the Hollywood crowd, yeah, the Hollywood crowd made a difference in in Georgia. You know, Georgia, think about this. Georgia has become the Hollywood of the East Coast. That brought a lot of new liberals. That that might have brought the 20 or 30 or 40,000 additional votes that made Trump lose Georgia and made two incumbent senators from the Republican Party. Who's the incredible African-American director and producer? Perry. That his name? Does a great movies, Mama. Oh yeah, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry yeah. has built a major Hollywood studio system in Atlanta, Georgia, which has brought thousands of people from California into Atlanta. You know, directors, writers, actors—they live in Atlanta. By the way, the music industry is huge in Atlanta in comparison to the way it was four to eight years ago. Uh, Georgia politics has changed. Because of Atlanta, and part of that is Hollywood politics, and Hollywood politics and music politics tends to be very liberal. That right there could be ten to twenty to thirty thousand votes. Tyler Perry, who, by the way, I think the values of his movies are my kind of values. I think Tyler Perry is one of the most innovative and family-oriented directors that I've seen regarding new movies out. And I commend him. I'm not saying this is an insult. I, I'm not going to say that about some of the rap singers with some of their lyrics and anti-family and anti-women lyrics, but Tyler Perry. But think about how much Atlanta has changed. And by the way, half of New York City has moved to Atlanta. <laughs> they leave New York City because they hate the liberal politics, and then they vote for liberal politicians in Atlanta. Welcome back to the Pat McCrory Show on this post-election day, Wednesday in January. And we have finality on one race, but not the other. And they're equally close. But uh, Raphael Warnock, the winner. It is absolutely incredible how the political dynamics in Georgia have elected two of the most liberal people ever to run for the U.S. Senate, at least in the southeast, in a Sunbelt state. I mean, this is more of California politics occurring in the state of Georgia. I mean, the two candidates, John and Raphael, is that his name, Raphael? Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. I mean, Raphael is so far to the left, and so is John. And John has no experience in anything. 33 years old? Are you kidding me in the U.S. Senate? The last person to do that was Joe Biden. And just for context, uh, if people don't know, you, you first ran for city council when you were 35? 32. 32. Okay, so you're you're one year younger running for city council, and we know what you went on to go do, but it's hard to – can you imagine what it must be like for a guy like this? Well, I about, was the youngest mayor of Charlotte at 39. Could you have ever imagined at age 32 being a U.S. senator at no, that age? No, my maturity and my ego, I don't know if it could have handled it. Um, and frankly, I don't think anyone's ego or maturity can handle Joe Biden's did it at 32. He started making up speeches and stealing and he, he wanted to be president. 
By the way, Joe Biden, like most U.S. senators, want to be president the minute they're elected. So that, and, means, uh, that means John Ossoff at age 64 will be king of the world at this rate. Oh, he's thinking the presidency right now. I, I bet you he's going to try to be the AOC of the Senate and be the kingmaker. I mean, it's just amazing. And you're wondering what were the issues that made it happen. I think Trump was an issue, both good and bad. Trump brought out his base, and Trump also brought out a base to vote against him. Trump made Trump, and the Democrats made Trump the issue. And I'm sure polling showed that. The other issue, probably for... um, Kelly, Kelly Leffler, was the stock issue, insider trading, which she was not charged with anything. A Senate committee said no, but the Democrats made a big deal out of her husband. Her husband's a billionaire, by the way, very close to the Republican Party and the Trumps. He, he had nothing, and he got into this incredible financial business with the New York Stock Exchange, I believe. And in the last 10 years, has just made hundreds of millions of dollars. She was then appointed. So she had never run an election before. She was appointed by the governor over the objections of uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump wanted a U.S. congressman to be selected for that seat. And the governor instead selected Kelly Leffler, who had no political experience whatsoever. So maybe... Trump was right in going, they picked the wrong, the governor picked the wrong person. I also think we as Republicans were hurt by the infighting between the governor, the secretary of state, and Donald Trump. Now, why do I say that? Because the governor probably has some people go, I like the governor, and I don't like my governor being attacked. Then you have others who are going, well, I used to like the governor, but I don't like him anymore because I like Donald Trump better. But the Democrats just stood on the outside and watched the Republican infighting, and the media played up the Republican infighting, which was going on up until even the Trump rally, where the governor and the secretary of state and the elections officials were attacking Trump, and Trump was attacking them. And what do you get that? You get Republicans mad at each other, and some of them don't vote, or some of them don't vote the way we as Party leaders like to have them vote because they disagree on one or two issues. Therefore, the Democrat wins. Hey, I had some of this. Republicans work against me in my reelection because they disagreed with me on one or two issues. They agreed with me on 98% of the issues. But what they do? They voted for the independent or they voted for the Democratic governor. And that's what they get. So we Republicans tend to shoot each other. By the way, The next dynamic for the Democrats is they're going to start shooting each other now. Oh, there will be power struggles within the Democratic Party. Now, the media will keep most of them secret, but you're seeing already within the House when Nancy Pelosi only wins by seven votes. That means there's going to be a power struggle. And now the power struggle will be within the Senate if they do, in fact, have a tie vote where... uh, the vice, new vice president-elect will be breaking the tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. We've never had those type of dynamics in my lifetime where the vice president is going to have to be in the Senate chambers at many of these votes. Who, who is leaving the Senate now? 
as well, we speak. And you and I talked for uh, so so many segments over the year leading up to the election about Kamala Harris. And if she were to be elected as VP, how much influence would she have over Joe Biden? And a lot of that in a symbolic way. Well, now you have something that's very tangible uh, as, as far as influence <clears throat> that she's going to have if this plays out the way it looks And like we're seeing the to. dynamics. What happens to her when Joe Biden says, I want you to do this? But she's also playing the role as the head of the Senate, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the president of the Senate. It's very similar to the dynamics, which we're going to talk about next, is we have another vice president, the current vice president, Mike Pence, who his boss, the president, is telling him to do one thing. But as vice president, the president is not his boss when he's leading the Senate. Eight minutes in front of nine o'clock here on the Pat McCrory Show, the morning after the Georgia elections. One of which we know the outcome, the other one is pending right about now. Georgia. Georgia. You know, most North Carolinians don't know that Georgia borders North Carolina. You know, you seem to think, I got to go to South Carolina to get to Georgia. That's not true. There's a little part of the North Carolina border up on the left point, peninsula, near the highlands that border Georgia. Mm -hmm. I've lived here all my life, and just recently, like the last two or three years, we rode through there, and it was weird. I was like, I knew this, but I'd never actually crossed over the border here. Interesting. We border a lot of people from Georgia and Atlanta vacation in North Carolina, the North Carolina Highland Mountains. And it's absolutely beautiful. And what's ironic, when I was at Nebo at Lake Jimmy, I was hearing Georgia political commercials all during the last two months. That's, that's how much money was being spent on this campaign. Hundreds of millions of dollars was spent on this one-month race. And the Democrats, I think, outfundraised the Republicans from a national perspective. Business money, Hollywood money, union money, all went into Georgia. I don't know if this was a money race. There were so many dynamics that determined the outcome. And now you're probably going, wait a minute, McCrory, the the race isn't over. No one's been declared the winner. Well, one person's been declared the winner, and that's based upon the votes that are remaining, and most of the votes that are remaining are in the Atlanta area. And the percentage of the Atlanta votes are 70 to 30 or 80 to 20 in favor of the Democrats. It's starting to look like Charlotte. You know, when I run statewide, it's not whether I'm going to lose Charlotte. It's how much I'm going to lose Charlotte. Same thing with Durham and Greensboro. The Republicans have lost the urban centers. The Democrats have lost the rural centers. The bad news for the Republicans is rural counties are losing population. And the population that remains is aging, and they're dying, frankly. It's a very old population in rural America right now. The average age of a farmer is almost 60 years of age. I don't know who's going to do farming in the future, but who the future farmers are is going to be a national problem. 
In fact, the dynamic since I've been in politics is right now the World War II generation tended to vote Republican. Well, during the last 20 years, sadly, including my own parents and my in-laws, we've lost most of the World War II generation. They're now, and they're the ones that are still alive, who are still good friends of mine, are in their late 80s and 90s. And they're being replaced by baby boomers now as the next retirement community generation. And frankly, baby boomers are more liberal by percentage than the greatest generation, the World War II generation. And then we have the dynamics of uh, the Democratic Party. We have immigration, illegal immigration, of people coming in across the border illegally, not through our airports, across the border. And by percentage, they vote more Democrat than others. And some of those illegal immigrants are now getting the right to vote or, frankly, taking the right to vote, which needs to be researched. But when the DREAMer Act happened, too, you've got all these young so-called Obama term DREAMers the people that were kids when they came into our country illegally, they're now voting. So those dynamics have changed. And the Sun Belt states started with Virginia. Virginia used to be basically a Republican state in the 80s and 90s. It went from Southern Democrat to Republican. Now Virginia is Democratic. Georgia is now Democratic. North Carolina is purple and leaning toward democratic the universities high tech new yorkers california you know right now if you look at charlotte look at our dynamics of the charlotte region we're probably having 500 to 1000 people move to charlotte every week every month at least moving to charlotte from california new york ohio pennsylvania that's one reason, by the way, the Republicans are back in play in Ohio. A lot of people have left Ohio, moved to North Carolina. Half of North Carolina is from Ohio. I'm exaggerating. I'm from Ohio. I was born in Columbus. Moved when I was nine years old in 1966. The good news for Republicans is we're finding out in the presidential election there are some Latinos especially Latinos from Puerto Rico or from Cuba or from South America who actually are conservative from a religious standpoint, from a value standpoint, and from a fiscal standpoint. So that's kind of destroying the myth that all Latinos vote alike. And the Democrats were surprised by that in Florida when Trump won Florida. But every one of these factors matter. See, I know the game. I've played the game. I've been played by the game. I'm exposing the game right here on the Pat McCrory Show. No, no buffer whatsoever. The only buffer is pure intelligence and modesty. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's a hard balance, Bo. I don't have a master's degree. I don't have an MBA. I don't have a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. I'm sorry. Just I'm not to, an engineer, but... Trying to take notes over here. It just... You yeah. might just want to get an iPad so you can keep the information. That notebook's getting awful full. Did you say iPad or iPatch? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, look. Uh, oh, I'm so depressed. The, the latest tweet from President Trump yeah. regarding Mike Pence. You got to hear this. We're going to talk wow. about this and yeah. the. Let's talk about Mike Pence. The relationship between the two and what may happen today. It's all mm. coming up on mm. the Pat McCrory Show, hour number two. Good morning, Governor and Bo, and I'm certainly glad that uh, the governor is still with WBT. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the gubernatorials. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> Hopefully this won't be your last day, because you're a snag. A sensitive new age guy. Wow, Pat, you are sizzling hot on it this morning. Governor Pat McCorry, Bo Thompson, love listening to you guys. Listen to y'all every morning of my life, basically. Time to play the game. How dare you? I mean, he's been club champion for three years running, and I'm... 14 years as Charlotte mayor. No slouch myself. We're here in Charlotte with the mayor, the Honorable Pat McCrory. Four years as NC governor. This is quite an honor for me today. I'm overwhelmed, and I'm honored to be on the main street of our beautiful capital city. WBT presents... Bless your heart, both of you. The Pat McCrory Show. You and Bo, thank you for truth. With Bo Thompson. Driven by Felix Sabatis, Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte. It was a warm, friendly conversation. It was a perfect conversation. Yes, good morning, Bo. It, this is your show. You don't still have the governor on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, this is a setup. Thompson show. I wouldn't call in. <laughs> See what's going on here. <laughs> one is the loneliest number, but two could be as bad as one. I think Mike Pence is learning that today is the two can also be a very lonely number, <laughs> especially if you report to one, the one. President but Trump. two has a one job in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Senate. It's a unique unique dynamic in our Constitution. Vice President is number one in the U.S. Senate. The President has no say-so on accepting the vote of the Electoral College in the U.S. Senate. There's only one person who does. That's the Vice President. And this is expected to play out today at 1 o'clock before a joint session of Congress. Now, two hours before that at 11 a.m., and we see the people gathering in Washington, President Trump going to make a speech to his supporters from the White House at 11 a.m. And let me read you the latest uh, couple of tweets here from President Trump. Uh, These are all from this morning. He says, states want to correct their votes, which they now know were based on irregularities and fraud, plus a corrupt process never received legislative approval, All Mike Pence has to do is send them back to the Senate, and we win. Do it, Mike. This is time for for extreme courage. You notice it's a request, not an order. Oh, he said, do it, Mike. Did he say do it or else? No. But he didn't say, I I would prefer you do it, Mike. (laughs) He said, do it, Mike. Uh, He also says this morning, in all capital letters, the Republican Party, and more importantly, our country, needs the presence or needs the presidency more than ever before. The power of the veto. Stay strong. And then he just tweeted this within the last five minutes. They just happened to find 50,000 ballots late last night. The USA is embarrassed by fools. Our election process is worse than that of a third world country. 
This is awkward. <laughs> By the way, as governor, I had a lieutenant governor, but the lieutenant governor didn't report to the governor. It was separately elected. In this case, our president and vice president are elected as a ticket. The president selects the vice president. They run as a ticket. Now, by the way, if something ever happens to the president and the vice president becomes president, which could happen with Biden's age, the Senate has to confirm the vice president. But we're in a situation here that may be a precedent for what happens during the next four years if Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is going to be the deciding vote as vice president. Does she have to do what Biden tells her to do? <laughs> I've never, never seen this in my lifetime. And right now we have Vice President Mike Pence, who has an independent job, according to the Constitution, of verifying the vote of the Electoral College by the U.S. Senate and announcing that vote. If he does not do that, what are the ramifications? What happens then? Well, the Senate does not have the votes to change anything that the president wants to change. I mean, let's just face the facts. The votes aren't there. In fact, now the Democrats control the majority of the Senate if the Georgia elections come through as they have. Then the other issue is the House of Representatives is controlled by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. And there's a handful of Republicans, including members of our own delegation, who are going to object. And that will delay it for a day or two. But the end result is pretty obvious. And I know you don't want to hear that. A lot of my friends don't want to hear it. I know the Constitution. So does Bo. We are both political science majors. And there's, other, there's one other dynamic, the political dynamic of if President Trump does not get what he wants from Vice President Pence today, should President Trump run again, will he choose the same running mate this time oh, around? Oh, I don't think so. Well, but I mean, you know, you and I have talked a lot about the leading up to the last election. We even speculated maybe he would uh, stop halfway through and, and, and switch out. And, you know, Nikki Haley was somebody we talked about. Uh, but he stayed with, 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 with Vice President Pence, and Pence is probably his most loyal, you know, foot soldier. But now, today, that all gets tested for now and the future. The country is divided. But within the divisions, there is even more division. And right now, because of the loss in Georgia and the loss of the presidency, which happens after every four years, there's a blame game going on. And people are looking for someone to blame on why we lost Georgia and why we lost the presidency. And you're going to have some Republicans say, well, it's Donald Trump's fault. You're going to have other Republicans say, no, it's those who didn't agree with Donald Trump, like the Georgia governor. And this fight is going to, it could be, it could tear up our party. Now, the Democrats are going to have a similar fight that the media is not talking about. Now that they're in control, they're going to have power struggles among themselves, especially with such a slight majority. I'll tell you, the, the most powerful person in the legislature next year is going to be a senator out of West Virginia. His name's Joe. Joe Manchin? Mm -hmm. Senator Joe Manchin, a conservative Democrat, 
And when the Democrats bring up some radical legislation. 704-374-3800. That's the Big Finish hotline number brought to you by Rug Source. Your chance every day at the, uh, in the final stretch of the show to uh, sound off, respond, suggest, whatever you want to talk about. The Big Finish. Talk back to the governor here on the Pat McCrory Show. So Governor Cooper is scheduled to have a press conference today at 2 o'clock. That's what we've uh, learned. A lot of people were surprised that he did not hold a press conference yesterday, given the news that he uh, broke on Twitter about his administration and about the state of North Carolina. This tweet coming from Roy Cooper's official account, he says, ensuring COVID-19 vaccines are administered quickly is our top priority right now. We will use all resources and personnel needed. I've mobilized the North Carolina National Guard to provide support to local health providers as we continue to increase the pace of vaccinations. Well, Cooper is uh, trying to uh, get on the national stage. He didn't have time to talk to the people of North Carolina yesterday, but he had enough time to talk to Politico magazine. He and uh, the governor of uh, Michigan are forming a coalition on how strong of leaders they have been during this COVID price, uh, crisis. And um, It's an amazing interview in Politico, if you want to see it, regarding what Cooper has to say. He's blaming everything on the federal government that's going on in North Carolina. And the fact of the matter is, the federal government has given North Carolina all the supplies it's needed to get this vaccine out. There's no one else Cooper can blame but himself. He can't blame the president anymore. Because every... State is dealing with the vaccine in the same way. They've gotten the same cooperation from the president and the task force and the drug companies. It's been delivered. It was up to the governors and the health department to do a good job in distributing the vaccine with clear and concise rules on who gets it, who doesn't get it, and how do you get it. And apparently the governor wasn't ready for it. He was so unready for it, he's now had to immediately call out the National Guard. Well, shouldn't he have been ready to do that beforehand if he saw that he didn't have the coordination? It's not a federal strategy to get this out. It's a state strategy, Governor Cooper. And I'm glad you've called out the National Guard, but you should have had that in your mindset weeks ago. The president was saying we're going to have the vaccine by the end of the year. He was right. You must have not believed him. You must have been listening to CNN. Or reading Politico. Well, and this this action by the governor coming coming yesterday, uh, WRAL in Raleigh had a report that uh, North Carolina, one of the worst states in the country at distributing the vaccine. Yeah, the we speed. have to hear that from the national media because we're not hearing that from the North Carolina media. Also of note, uh, Gibby Harris announced yesterday that the positivity rate in Mecklenburg County is now at 15.6% for COVID-19. So it was a rather... Newsmaking day, COVID-related, uh, not to mention the elections going and, and, on. And what are we doing in North Carolina? We're doing exactly what the science says not to do. The science is telling us to open our schools, that kids are safer in the schools than they are in their homes at this point in time because the biggest spread of the virus is occurring in their homes. So from the same governor and the same Democrats here in Mecklenburg County who say we follow the science, no, you're not. You're following the teachers' union. The teachers' union is now the science of North Carolina. 
And unlike in Florida, where they're distributing the vaccine, giving priority, the top priority to the people who are actually dying from this disease, according to the science and the statistics, we're making it difficult for the elderly to get it. We're doing a bad job in North Carolina, and that lies, frankly, when I did a bad job on certain things, I got the blame. I can't remember what those bad things were <laughs> where I did bad, but hypo- I got the blame either way. It's hypothetical. Hypothetical. <laughs> Cooper is still, you know, just given a free ride by our North Carolina media. You know, he still is refusing to do live press conferences in person where media can have dialogue with him as opposed to hand-selecting of reporters. And I might add, as of yesterday, our own Brett Jensen here at WBT News, not talk, news, has yet to be allowed to ask a question of Governor Cooper or Mandy Cohen. And they definitely know he's there. I mean, he, he communicates with uh, the the representatives for each each person. So it's not as if they he's getting lost in I the mean, crowd. I mean, can you believe that? You know, they have time to ask WREL, WSOC, WBT, the News and Observer. They will not take a question from Brett Jensen because Brett Jensen might ask a question. Explain the science about <laughs> having breweries open but bars closed. Can you explain that, Mr. Governor? Can you show us the science? You see, no other member of the media is asking those questions. They are so they are the worst journalists in North Carolina. The only thing that compares to them is some of the journalists in D.C. I don't know who's teaching journalism school in Chapel Hill right now, but you're doing a lousy job because you're not asking the tough questions that I used to get as mayor and I used to get as governor. But the governor refused to... Uh, do a press conference yesterday and he's really not even doing press conferences he's doing a format which allows him to answer any question by avoiding the question it's um, hand selected reporters it's no different than Russia (laughs) this is how Putin does it he'll take questions from the people who agree with the communist party Cooper is taking questions from the people in his pocket, WREL. And the owner of WREL is one of the main contributors to Roy Cooper's re-election. Another deep secret in the state of North Carolina politics that the media wants to hide. 9.35 on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. It's interesting. I don't know if this is coincidence or technical glitches or what, but John Ossoff his official Twitter feed, uh, there was a video posted which looked to me like it was declaring victory. But then when you go to click on the actual feed, it doesn't work. So I don't know if that was that's coincidence or did he take it down or, or what. They have not called this second race yet between uh, uh, Purdue and, and Ossoff. Uh, they have declared uh, uh, the other race, and, 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 and so far that has gone to the Democrats. But we'll see where this all goes. Warnock declared the winner late last night, uh, and Purdue and Ossoff are still locked in this battle that looks like it's headed toward a Democratic victory, but we don't know yet. Yeah, the dilemma is going to be is um, the votes that are outstanding are from urban areas that uh, primarily tilt Democratic. And um, I don't know how you're going to resolve that as a Republican, but... 
they got the votes out. They got the laws changed to make it easier to vote by mail, which makes it easier for them to do um, ballot harvesting. They had coordination on the ground, especially in Atlanta and the Atlanta area. And the Republicans lost some votes that we typically get. I mean, I've got some stats in front of me right now. Hold on just a second. got to get my iPhone working here. But uh, <laughs> regarding some of the suburbia vote, I mean, we used to do a lot better in suburbia, and we're not doing as well. We're still winning, but we lost about 10% of the vote in suburbia that we typically got. And when you lose 10% of an election, where you lose the election by less than 1% of the vote, you've got to figure out why. Is it due to the issues? Is it due to personality? Is it due to <clears throat> lack of messaging? Is it due to uh, one or two issues? <clears throat> I don't know. There's going to be a, a blame game going on right now within the party. Well, here's the political dashboard of the moment right now at 937, just so everybody gets their bearings. Warnock declared the winner over Leffler 50.6 to 49.4. You think that's close? How about 50.2 to 49.8? That's the margin between Ossoff that's, and Purdue. It's almost identical to me and uh, Cooper in yeah. my race. Almost identical. In fact, less than that in my own race. And, <clears throat> you know, right now Leffler and, and uh, Purdue – I think Purdue's the one in most shock because he was a very popular politician in Georgia. And him losing is a big upset. Leffler, because she had never been elected before, is not as much of an upset, but she was running against a horrendous candidate, a candidate who has just incredible radical views. But the Atlanta area, the Atlanta metro area, voted for this uh, minister by huge margins. I mean, in some of the precincts, you're talking about 90% support for... Um, Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just stunned how far left the Democratic Party has gone. Now, I've, I'm having some people go, well, the Republicans have got to go more left, more moderate. But what is moderate these days? I, I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured out what moderate any. Don't tell me that these two individuals in Georgia are moderate. No, they are far left. Fiscal, fiscally, socially, rhetoric, they are to the far left in Georgia. It's unheard of. You, you know, you know, Georgia elected Jimmy Carter governor, but Jimmy Carter was moderate in everything he did and the way he spoke. These two individuals are to the left. They're extreme. Wow. So that's the state of the two races. Next thing up you got to watch for is when will they make a declaration about the Ossoff-Purdue uh, race? Uh, they're, they're trying to get the last uh, mail-in ballots and some, some precincts that haven't reported. Well, you've got military votes right. that have got to come in, but I think they could be less than 7,500, according to... Yeah. See, what's ironic about the military vote, another secret that I'll tell you, okay, I'm going to whisper it. Most military people, even if they're from North Carolina or Georgia, which both have huge military bases, they're registered to vote in Florida because you don't have to pay taxes in Florida. And when you're on a military base, including Fort Benning, I think is in Georgia, they vote in Florida. 
they vote in Florida, even though overseas votes go back to Florida because they like Florida income taxes as zero. Mil- members of the military can register on basis in any state they want. And they pick Florida, Texas, and other states that don't have income taxes. Don't tell anyone, but that's the truth in North Carolina. Too. So, so we're waiting. We're waiting to hear the final number on Ossoff and Purdue. If that next- wasn't the case, we probably would Republicans would win both because the I mean the military base in Georgia is huge, huge army base, I believe. So uh, at some point between now and noon, we expect to get the final numbers there uh, at 11 o'clock. And we're already seeing the rally has begun with other speakers. But President Trump is going to speak at this rally from the White House at 11 a.m. in D.C., this rally that he's been drumming up for several days now. And then at 1 o'clock this afternoon, it's the joint session of Congress where the election will be certified. And who will preside over that? Vice President Mike Pence. You know, another question for Pence is, after presides over this, will he go to the inauguration of Joe Biden? If Trump doesn't, I this is this is Pence making a stamp of him as an individual or a teammate, and as a future presidential candidate. Well, and does that extend out? Will Trump consider people who do attend it to be people who are opposing him in the future? Oh, I don't think. I think if Trump runs for re-election, he will not. He'll be selecting a new VP. But what I mean is, will he be keeping score of not only uh, what Pence does, but other people within the party as far as attending that inauguration? I think he has a record of keeping score. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's the the lingering effect of this, and, and so do most politicians. But Trump makes it public. Trump says it in a speech. He already says he's going to go after the Georgia governor and Secretary of State and make sure their candidates run against him. And there's some legislators right now in North Carolina. How are they going to vote today? Um, when the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall. But are this about political statements or political courage? Or, or are they different? Or are they one and the same? Well, maybe I should have brought up somebody like Lindsey Graham, who's been a Trump supporter all the way through his presidency, but if Lindsey Graham, longtime senator, reelected, shows up at the inauguration, does Trump then look at it, Lindsey Graham, and say, "You're not on my"? Assuming President Trump doesn't Lindsey attend. Lindsey Graham it. and Donald Trump have had a relationship. It reminds me of the band ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> One day it's AC, and the next minute it's DC. Or Van Halen? No, not Van Halen. Well, no, it's interchangeable. I see. But anyway. I, yeah, I could, I, yeah. It's like I the could, two lead singers yeah. of Van Halen. Or three if you're a completist. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, a completist. I mean, Gary How Sher- do you define completist? I mean, Gary Sharon. Uh, uh, no, but I could have brought up any number of senators. I mean, Lindsey Graham is one, but any number of Trump allies over the last four years. Oh, it's going to be a mess. So the Senate elections in 22, the gubernatorial elections in 22, the Senate elections in 22. The congressional elections in 22, all this is going to come into play. We're going to have to take this week by week. What do you think? 704-374-3800, the big finish. We haven't heard from you. Uh, Listen, I'm having a tough time tonight. First of all, watching the returns last night, I I had a little uh, reoccurring dream come back from four years ago. I know how those two incumbent senators feel at this point in time. They're in shock, and so are their supporters. But now so is the nation. And uh, this is how the Hillary supporters felt when Trump won. And we're getting a taste of that medicine. And I don't like the taste of it. The question is, what are we going to do in the future about it?
But the one thing I will not accept is violence. The, the Democrat radical left does violence on our streets, and I'm going to speak about it against that. And it was wrong, and the Democrats didn't speak against that, but I will. And I'll do the same thing if Republicans have any violence whatsoever. You can speak next on the Pat McCrory Show. Thanks to Rug Source. It's the big finish. 704-374-3800. It's how we finish out the show. All right. I'm comfortably numb. I'm going to be listening to... Uh, dark side of the moon for the rest of the night just lay down in my chair and call david from Asheville. is that how you relax yeah i love i love uh that album and pink floyd well, I mean, it, it when i need to just be numb it doesn't really i go... don't really drink or do anything so i just put on doesn't really go with a big finish, but <laughs> we can do it if you want. I mean, this is the way the Republicans must feel today, and and the Democrats are enjoying us feeling this way. <laughs> you know, it all comes around. It'll come around in two years again, just like it's coming around for us four years later. <sighs> little prick in your arm as we have a disaster of the rollout of the virus. And you call 704. 704- 374-3800. Relax, relax. It'll all work out. Let's hear from the listeners. Oh, before we do that, I need to say that uh, you can visit rugsource.com. Uh-huh. Over 60,000 rugs. You can lay on your rug and just relax. From small to palace-sized rugs. Mm, palace-sized is what I need right now. Or, or governor's mansion-sized. Mm-hmm. There is something for everyone at rugsource.com. This be a perfect time to get it. Just lay down and... <laughs> Get the big stereo speakers or your Dr. Dre headphones. <laughs> Might be on sale soon. I hope he's doing okay. He's yeah. Not good. Bo's been telling me during the break how he listened to Dr. Dre's album, A Freshman in College. I hey. don't know a thing about it. We, should... <laughs> we can't play it on WBT, no, apparently. No, we cannot. But uh, our prayers are with Dr. Dre. Is he really a doctor? Is he like uh, Joe Biden's wife? Do not think he's a doctor, no. But he, he did create the Beats headphones, so... Yeah, he made a couple billion must dollars have, there. Must have stayed in a Holiday Inn Express. All right, let's hear from our listeners. China uses diversity training, and it doesn't cost them a cent. Yeah, China's gone back. Uh, Wall Street Journal had a major article last week about China's doing re-education training. And they're also arresting some of their billionaires and putting them in jail right now. Putting to death some people. This Hong Kong situation... Could be Joe Biden's albatross. Um, it's it, and now with the Democrats in control in the Senate, you can kiss kiss goodbye any investigation on Hunter Biden. It's gone. The CDC has ranked North Carolina as one of the six worst states in distributing mm-hmm. the coronavirus. But should that surprise anybody, considering Cooper still has not distributed the hurricane relief funds from four years ago? He's a man of incredible energy and action and dynamics. Pat, I told you yesterday the Republicans need to come a little bit to the left. They're going to lose in Georgia, and uh, and they deserve to lose. And nobody should count on Donald Trump to help anybody win any election. Uh, He's embarrassed our party with the things he's done, and you can look for medical marijuana to be legal, all kinds of things to be legal, and the Republicans can sit around 
and they won't have anybody to talk to because uh, they won't nobody care. And that's where our country is going in time of trouble. Mm. God bless you, and God bless our country. God bless you. Uh, acceptable feedback, although what is the left now? Is the left the two new senators? From Georgia, that's the left. Do we have to get rid of words like sister and brother? I think the biggest reason was when McConnell shelved the $2,000 check to each individual. Uh, $2,000 to a lot of people that are unemployed, that's a lot of money. And to a married couple, that's $4,000. And I, I traveled Georgia a lot of folks down there need the money and the $2,000 and then to give that money to gender studies in Pakistan I also think that had an impact. Again, enjoy the show. Thank you. The, uh, the timing of the squabble or war between the Senate and Trump was the worst timing in political history and what I understand was originally the Treasury Secretary and the Senate had agreed upon the $800 or whatever, and then the day after, all of a sudden, the White House changed the rules. And that's where the fight began, a week before the Senate election. Unbelievable. Good morning, Governor. morning, Bo. Uh, I don't know what to think of this Democratic victory. I think our country is in deep trouble. But I wonder about the soccer moms, if they are a significant voting bloc. I wonder how they're going to feel when they see the changes encroaching on their suburban haven and when they have to get a job to pay for all of the increase in the, on the middle class with their taxes. Because we know that the taxes are not just going to be for the rich. The middle class is going to bear the brunt. Not only that, but I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be, I mean, listen, my neighborhood has uh, liberal signs all over the neighborhood in what used to be a Republican neighborhood. It's still slightly Republican, but I've got liberal signs right next door to me. You know, science is science and real is real and whatever they say. Hey, fellas, <laughs> this country going to hell in a handbasket. Hey, honey, it's been a movie giant over there. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, all I can say is stay with WBT for the rest of the day because we don't know quite what's going to happen next. President Trump at 11 o'clock speaking in Washington. I the, think we'll have something to talk about tomorrow. You think? Just maybe? I think we've got the Pence situation at 1 o'clock. we got protest. we got... The Trump speech, we still got recounts in Georgia. Hey, don't forget about WBT for the rest of the day. And tomorrow morning, 8 to 10, Pat McCrory Show, number one show in Charlotte Morning Radio. We're proud of it. But uh, we don't live on the past. We talk about the future.